What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In My Prime podcast. Today, <clears throat> got another NBA in-season tournament video. So, uh, if you guys have tuned into the in-season tournament, the two games today, Pacers-Celtics, the Kings and Pelicans, these games are awesome, man. Like, the in-season tournament was a great idea. These games are so much fun. The intensity, like, they feel exactly like playoff games, which is what me and Ozbets talked about last time. That completely came to fruition. The rotations were much shorter. The main guys were playing massive minutes, except for the Pelicans, kind of. Zion didn't really play good, and he didn't really seem to engage. And Trey Murphy came back, and he... I think we forget how good of a player he is, so he took a ton of his minutes, but... Like, it, it fully lived up to the hype, lived up to the expectations. And I do have four plays locked in for the in-season tournament. So um, I'm going to get to them pretty fast, pretty straightforward. I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm not going to do a timestamp. I, I got to go. I got to get to bed after this. But I do want to make another video. And shout out you guys, man. I know Ozbet's uh, shouting me out and being in it definitely helped a lot. But the download numbers for this, I just want to say, like, we're pretty damn good for this podcast so I was torn between even doing this or not because I am tired I do work tomorrow work all day been in been in the lab tonight getting these plays ready and all that stuff so was debating even doing this but I saw like the, this love and support the numbers the last podcast that I'm like shit man I, I don't want to miss out on this again obviously you guys love this content so I wish I had, wish we had Liam here, wish we had Ozbets here, but just me. Um, yeah, so just me kind of sucks, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, let's just get straight into it. Uh, first play I locked in, Jalen Brunson over 34.5 PRA, minus 110 at DK. I'm cool with 25.5 points, cool with 31.5 PA, cool with over 35.5 PRA, all that good stuff. So... Jalen Brunson, reasoning behind this, um, just I'm continuing the trend of backing playoff elevator, elevator players. Uh, if we look at Brunson in the postseason last year, he averaged 27.8, 5.6, and 4.9, which is 38.3 PRA. And the series, those series were in low-paced, good defensive series against the Cavs and Heat. So very slow-paced series, very good defensive teams, and he still put up 30, 34 point, or 30... <laughs> 38.3 PRA, and now this is a 35.4.5 PRA line. So Tibbs, he plays the, the main core guys, huge minutes regardless, but given the game's circumstance here, I, I, I really do expect around 40 minutes here for Brunson. Um, it's against the Bucks. It's an amazing matchup. I've been picking out the Bucks with three-level scoring guards all year. Um, we already had an in-season tournament game, not a not an elimination game, but an in-season tournament game against the Bucks. Brunson dropped 45, 5, and 4, which is 54 PRA on 30 field goal attempts. So ridiculous volume, ridiculous success in this matchup already. So yeah, um, Bucks like, just if you're a three-level scoring guard, man, the Bucks have no good point of attack defenders. Pat Connaughton out, Jay Crowder out. Like, just absolutely nobody. Like, it's going to be a lot of Malik Beasley, Dame Lillard, campaign comes off the bench like Bo Champ. I don't I don't even know man like they just don't have a good point of attack defenders and they sit in deep drop all game with Brooke even Giannis sits in a drop even Bobby Portis so Brunson he's lethal from the mid-range he is 
like he's just a great three level scorer, man. Um, so just all in all, man, I, <laughs> this is just clearly an amazing matchup that Brunson can exploit. Brunson is just he's just a guy I trust in big games, man. Like he really, really impressed me a ton in the playoffs. Like he is one of the ones. He has like the it factor. And if you look at the guys around him, Randall, uh, it's a good ration matchup for Randall. He's a he can score pretty decently from the three levels, but he's very inconsistent. RJ Barrett, I actually don't think this is a good matchup for him unless the jumper's on, but I don't trust the jumper to be on. So Brunson, I, I like I said, like the matchup the most for him by far. Should be around forty minutes. Should see massive volume, and I don't really see the Bucks trying super hard to throw something crazy at him. Because Milwaukee, like, their identity of this team is they're just built to outscore you. You know, like, you, like Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, these guys can't blitz in the pick and roll. They, like, have to play drop coverage. Um, they, it's like they don't have anyone good to – they just don't have anyone good to, like, guard them, man. So I, I don't see the Bucks really trying super hard to throw something crazy at them. I think they'll live with a bunch of Brunson middies and stuff. As long as they're maybe limiting three pointers, all that stuff, I think they'll be fine. And like they're just a team that's built to outscore you. So I really don't see a ton of crazy schemes thrown at Brunson here. And and if they do, then I think he could spike an assist. Maybe he can do okay on the glass just by getting forty minutes. So thirty four and a half PRA. Love that. Love that. Love that. Next one is it's very similar. Uh, going Devin Booker over 40 and a half PRA uh, minus 110 at DK would would be good with this at 41 and a half PRA. So reasoning once again another playoff elevator. D book in the playoffs last year was insane. Like he solidified himself as a superstar to me in those playoffs, even though he probably already was. But he averaged 33.7, 7.2, and 4.8. So 45.7 PRA in the postseason last year. And a lot of those games were with Chris Paul at the point. So, obviously, assist numbers were down before that. And obviously, this year, then they have D-Book running the show. So, his assists can spike any given game. Uh, this year, straight up, cleared this line in 7 out of 11 games anyways. With Durant on the floor, um, it's really hard to, like, take away Booker. You know, to, like, send double teams at him. Because when you have, like, a top like a top five pure scorer of all time who's still playing at an insane level playing alongside of you it's just really hard to like really commit to taking away Booker so and we saw that in last year's playoffs man like (laughs) they were trying everything but when Booker's in that mode like you just can't do anything about it so yeah man uh Booker I mentioned his uh he's cleared this line in seven out of 11 games this year um, with how good he's been playing, like he really hasn't even been playing crazy minutes because a lot of his games have been like minute, like quote unquote limits where he's only playing like 32 or 33 minutes and stuff like that. Um, he's played in last in his last nine out of 10 games. So I don't think his injuries are any concern anymore. And just like given this game environment, uh, given what's at stake, should be around 38, 40 minutes here. Uh, if you look at the Lakers, they don't really have great individual defenders. Jared Vanderbilt, he did come back, um, but he's a liability on offense, so I don't really see much of a minute floor for him. He'll probably come off the bench. Uh, and Vando, like, if he's on the court, he might be on KD if KD's on the court as well. So Booker, uh, 
Torian Prince and Cameron Reddish will start. I think that Booker sees one of them as the primary defenders. He should be able to expose that pretty well. I mean, you got like Reeves off the bench who will play a lot too. Maybe you get some of that matchup. Maybe you can switch on to D'Lo all that good stuff, man. I, I just really don't see a big matchup concern whatsoever for Devin Booker here. So, yeah, man, all in all, this is just another guy I trust to show up in the spot. Minutes, usage, all that will spike. Uh, playing alongside KD, very hard for opposing defenses to, like, overcommit to stopping Booker. And he also, this year, is just straight up averaging 42.1 PRA on only 34.2 minutes. So, um, he gets, like, 38, 40 minutes. Uh, he's already averaging 42 PRA on the year. So, I think this line is a bit short. I think Booker, just, like, I just fully trust this guy to be dialed in to give an awesome performance. And, uh, like, the rebounds, I, he's been rebounding really well this year. I think he's around, like, five a game. That could maybe spike a little bit with increased minutes. Assists, like, we've seen him have spike assist games. Like, he's fully running the point guard show. Um, that could spike as well because he'll just have the ball in his hands, like, a ton in a spot like this. So, yeah, man, just I think there's a lot of ways for D-Book to go over here. Obviously, should get an ultra, ultra competitive game once again. Okay, so going back to the Knicks Bucks game, now we got a Bucks player that I bet on. Brooke Lopez over 12 and a half points and assists. I played this at minus 113 at FanDuel. So, reasoning behind this is he's actually been playing like really good basketball recently. Uh, he's over in last in nine out of his last 10 games. Uh, he's played at least 30, he's played 30 or more minutes in all those 10 games. He is over in 51 out of 62 games, which is 83% since last year with 30 or more minutes. So that's a pretty damn good hit right uh, This year, played against the Knicks. He had 13 points against the Knicks this year, um, got 35 minutes, but he only shot three for 15. And he had elite ball volume. He just did not shoot the ball well. Uh, against Mitchell Robinson and the Knicks, last four games dating back to last year, he's put up 16 PA, 10 PA, 19 PA, and 13 PA in the last four matchups. Brooke Lopez, so Mitchell Robinson, he's he'll sit in a pretty deep drop just like Brooke himself. Uh, Brooke will just get a ton of open shots, especially three-pointers, even like a little some middies and all that stuff. He'll get a ton of open shots with Mitch playing that deep drop. The Knicks, they kind of actually have like the personnel to slow down Giannis. Uh, they allow like the fifth fewest points on paint last 10 games. They have the ability to wall up with big bodies like Randall, Robinson, even Hartenstein a little bit. And, yeah, they've had time to prepare for this one. Obviously, every team's had time for to prepare for the, for this one. But, like, I'm very sure that the Knicks are going to put a decent effort to wall up against Giannis. I mean, he's not, Giannis is not, like, the toughest guy to plan for but because he can't shoot from any level besides the paint. So, um, yeah, I'm also very sure that the Knicks will be fine with, like, Brooke Lopez taking open shots on a team that has Middleton, Lopez, Giannis, all these, or Middleton, Lillard, Giannis. I, I think that they'll be pretty fine with Brooke Lopez taking shots. He will not be a guy, a point of emphasis to take away whatsoever. Um, the Bucks, they have like zero depth right now, which is kind of why Lopez's minutes have been up. Um, they don't have Pat Connaughton. They don't have um, Jay Crowder. Middleton's minutes are limited. Um, the Knicks, they play big. They're like they're a big team, so. Two of Giannis, Brooke, Bobby Portis, they should always be on the court in, the, in this game, in this matchup, and especially with the depth that they have, they're kind of being forced to play these two big lineups, like always have two bigs in. So, yeah, um, 
good game environment too. I have Brook Lopez around 34 minutes. Uh, Brook also has much better home road splits this year. He's averaging 14.7 points per game this year at home versus 12.2 on the road. He's also shooting 41.4% from deep at home versus just 29.5% on the road. Obviously, this one is in Milwaukee. So, yeah, man, there's just, like, a lot to like here. Like, the hit rate with 30-plus minutes is insane. Um, and if he's played 30-plus in his last 10, he's definitely playing 30 without, like, brutal foul trouble in um, in a game with this level of importance. So, yeah, hit rate is great. Uh, he should get pretty good volume. I mean, 15 shots last game against the Knicks is very, very um, solid, especially for Brook Lopez. And the shots should be pretty damn open given – all the attention that should be on the main guys and the way Mitchell Robinson likes to sit in a deep drop. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And obviously the home road splits are nice too. And the reason why I went with, with 12 and a half PA instead of 11 and a half points is because he's actually averaging 1.4 assists per game this year. So um, that just feels like, feels like a little bit of value going with 12 and a half PA instead of 11 and a half points, but obviously I'm completely fine with just 11 and a half points if that's all your book offers. All right, uh, final play is <clears throat> going back to LA. LeBron James over seven and a half rebounds. Got this at minus 119 at Caesars. So this is just like a pretty low line for LeBron who should be like around 38 to 40 minutes or so here. Uh, if we look, go back to last year, he's over in 43 out of 55 games since last year with at least 35 minutes. I think 35 minutes is like a floor. Even if there's like a weird blowout, now these teams are going to compete close to the end. 35 minutes seems like a floor here for LeBron. Uh, obviously, a playoff intensity game. Like I mentioned at the start of this podcast, these games have all had like playoff intensities. So <clears throat> last year, he really elevated his rebounding in the postseason. He cleared the seven and a half line in 14 out of 17 games. He averaged 9.9 rebounds in the postseason. So yeah, really just like elevated his rebounding in these high intensity games. Uh, he's played two games against Phoenix this year. He's recorded eight and 11 rebounds in those two games against Phoenix. Uh, if we like look at the matchup for rebounding, uh, Phoenix is like a very ISO heavy team, obviously with Booker and KD. Uh, LeBron, I know like, oh, LeBron's going to guard KD. He's not going to guard KD. LeBron, his offensive usage is too high. You need to save him for the offensive end. Uh, you can't get, have him get in foul trouble. Like those, that's like, going to be matchups for the other guys. So he won't be on those guys. I also don't think, like, like Bron's not the best matchup to bring into a PNR. So I really just see LeBron being in, like, the in weak side help a lot here, which is obviously good for getting, like, easy, uncontested defensive rebounds. Uh, it's also, like like I mentioned, it's like a playoff intensity game. Bron has a knack to go try hard on the offensive glass from time to time. And giving the stakes of this game, I'd, I'd like to pencil him in, project him for a couple offensive rebounds as well here. So, yeah, man, all in all, we know that the minutes are going to be massive here. Uh, he has a great hit rate on this prop when getting 35-plus minutes or just big minutes in general. And we saw him when the games got intense in the postseason last year. We saw him elevate his rebounding, obviously, averaging 9.9 rebounds over 17 postseason games last year. So, also touched on the matchup i would think that lebron will be able to be in weak side for a lot of uncontested rebounds and maybe he goes try hard on the o boards a few times as well so lebron over seven and a half rebounds just feels way too short for the projected minutes he should get here all right guys that's it just to go over the four plays i gave out 
It is Jalen Brunson over 34.5 PRA minus 110 at DK. Devin Booker over 40.5 PRA minus 110 at DK. Brooke Lopez over 12.5 points and assists minus 113 at FanDuel. And LeBron James over 7.5 rebounds minus 119 at Caesars. Thank you guys for tuning in. Need to hit the hay. Got a big day tomorrow. Super hyped for these games. Hopefully we get two more awesome games tomorrow. And yeah, peace out.